It's the bottom line on News Radio 610, KONA. From the Tri Cities to Olympia to DC, we break down. Break it all down. The stories of the day and the people making the news. And that's the bottom line. Time to get the bottom line. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. With your hosts, Rob Francis and Ed Dawson. It is the bottom line. News Radio 610-KONA, Monday afternoon. The phone number, 547-1610. You can get involved with us via email, 610-KONA.com. Bottom line page, name where you're listening, what you'd like to say. And on Twitter, at Bottom Line 610, on Parlor, the Bottom Line 610. Robin Ed hanging with you. Hope everyone had a wonderful Fourth of July weekend. Um, I know that we had something about all the uh, the amount of calls over the weekend for fireworks and stuff yeah. like that. But mm-hmm. it, but I will I, I will say I mean it it literally it it, it <laughs> where I am <laughs> for about four days it sounded like. Uh, you know, it was the 4th of July every day. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was a difficult position, I am sure, because uh, I think mean, Kennewick is, Kennewick and Richland are where they're not legal, correct? No, just Kennewick. Just Kennewick, right? Mm-hmm. Just Kennewick. So in Kennewick, uh, I'm, I'm sure it was a difficult decision because here you are in month four, five of all of this. No Fourth of July celebrations, no fireworks shows, no anything else, and you're you're wanting to do something to give you some aspect of a somewhat normal Independence Day, and uh, you know I could I can understand why they took the approach that they did, um, yeah. Because I think the last thing you want to do is kind of bring the hammer down any harder than you have to in light of all the circumstances and situations. Um, I didn't hear anything around where I am as far as, you know, anybody responding to to calls or anything like that. Um, Well, what we were told was, and this is probably the best way to to handle it, I guess, um, that... On the third and the fourth combined, there's probably about 300 calls. Yeah. But it's my understanding that you were given one warning. Mm-hmm. And if they had, if the police had to come back a second time, then you got dinged. Um, and that's fair. That, that seems reasonable. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. I mean, you want to try and give, in, in the situation, you want to try and, and not, you know, Bring the hammer down as hard as you normally would, maybe in a situation like this. Um, so it's it, you know it's a balancing act to try and achieve, and um, but I will say that that it it was I mean I people definitely were taking advantage of the the fireworks stands that were out and around the area. There's no question about that. One of the one of the best images that I saw from the weekend, um, I believe it was on Twitter. It was not around here. Um, I want to say it was Los Angeles, um, but I know that that uh, there were a couple of these images floating around. Aerial shots over the city, in this case Los Angeles, I know for sure that I, I saw that one, uh, where just neighborhood after neighborhood, all you could, like from the from above ground, you just see all these fireworks going off, like every few blocks, 
I mean, like all over the city of Los Angeles. And I know that that's that was that was happening in many cities because many cities canceled their traditional fireworks displays. So people just kind of had their own instead. It was interesting. It was Um, patriotic. Yeah, whatever. I mean, look, it was a tough weekend for a lot of people, Um, you know, especially with it falling on a Saturday. Right. You know, the potential for, you know, big celebrations was obviously um, nipped in the bud. Um, So having it on a weekend and, you know, and and, and didn't seem that there were a whole lot of issues other than, you know, the fireworks themselves. I mean, we didn't hear too many stories about any unfortunate accidents. Well, there were there were a handful of house fires. Um you know, thankfully, I didn't hear hardly any reports of of injuries. Certainly, no deaths. But yeah. there were there was there some were property couple, damage sure. done, and um, yeah, I mean, I don't think it was any more necessarily than it usual. Was, than usual is kind of in the same ballpark. Yeah. So, we hope everybody had a safe Independence Day weekend and uh, did as best they could to. Uh, Celebrate in spite of current situations. Now, of course, we know that um, the governor's order goes into effect. Mm-hmm. The mask wearing in public. Um, what uh, I saw technically, uh, technically tomorrow, tomorrow is the, yes, the is the, the no mask, no service. Right. I know that you know because some businesses started to begin to reopen around here and in Yakima County. Um, you know, they started to ramp that up over the weekend. Um, and then technically the mandate goes into effect tomorrow where it's a refusal of service mm-hmm. uh, by a business if you're not wearing a mask yeah. tomorrow. So One of the other things I saw was interesting over the weekend was how many major cities are now reporting more spikes. Um, yep. You've seen some states that you may not necessarily think would put certain things in place like mask order, but Texas has put one in place. Um, And what's interesting is when many were asked about, um, because look, we've had a lot of people protesting different things over the course of the last few weeks. Mm Mm-hmm. And as much as they did not want to admit it, um, even Seattle had to allude to the fact that some of the things that have happened there over the course of the last few weeks may have contributed to their increase. Yeah. And What I found even more interesting is that there are certain exceptions that have been made for certain activities or certain or even encouraging certain activities based on their ideological prescription as deeming it as more important than a pandemic, Mm -hmm. which, of course, doesn't reinforce the same things that they have been saying. And potentially leads to spikes and so on and so forth. And as we saw with the governor's presentation last week, 
uh, the west side is actually doing worse than the east side right now. And there's been a lot of people out. There's been a lot of people protesting. You know, some people have worn masks. Other people haven't. Some people have tried to observe as much as they could. Other people haven't. But to to say that it has had zero impact would be foolish, uh, just as it would be foolish to say that every person that took part in any type of protest wasn't trying to observe some type of protection. So I guess where that puts us is almost back to the beginning in a way. And the reason why I say that is if you are going to have um, so-called health experts that are going to be inconsistent based on the activity of what they think people should do, that goes to lead to more questions and more misgivings and more doubt in the minds of other people as to the seriousness of this. When you have health experts that come out and say, go protest with BLM because, well, that's more important than running the risk of getting COVID, that sends a completely different message than what has been put out that you need to wear a mask and you need to do this and you need to social distance and you need to do all that. You can't make exceptions and still sit there and say, I'm speaking as a health expert. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. Your name, where are you calling from? Hey, guys, it's Chris from Richland. What's up, Chris? I've got a question and a comment. My first question is Have you guys been able to find any current statistics on the flu from last year totals and so far this year totals? Well, this year, it's, it's not even close. It's not even close this year, Chris. Last year, there was. There was Certainly accurate influenza data this year, There's, it's really not. Well, that's what I'm getting at. Um, I haven't been able to find anything really that's been updated. The number of students would say the same for months. Um, and another thing is, uh, I think this might be the new flu. Um, this thing hasn't gone away like people. some people predicted it with the weather. Temperatures saying it couldn't survive in the temperatures and whatnot, but seems to be thriving and it seems to be running it's trying to run its course and it kind of seems like we're prolonging the inevitable um i know we don't want to overrule run the hospitals and all that stuff but um it just seems like this is just dragging on and it's probably going to just keep dragging on and we might have to learn to live with it what do you think well i think the interesting thing about the weather is it's not been a typical summer yet. No. And even Much so, cooler. even the projections for the month of July aren't looking at us being, you know, really seeing a lot of normal July weather. So relying on consistent heat and dryness and everything else, well, you know, Mother Nature may be throwing a curve in that direction. It's, it's amazing how many variables, but I don't think this is the new flu, because I think we've seen enough with this already that it's not the flu. This is something different. It's a virus, but it's not influenza-related. 
Speak your piece. Call 509-547-1610. More of The Bottom Line, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser on News Radio 610 KONA. Back on the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA, 547-1610 if you want to get involved. So we, some of the other things we saw over the weekend, Ed, um, some interesting news um, out of the sports world mm-hmm. that the uh, after years and years and years of, of putting up a fight, apparently Daniel Snyder, the owner of the Washington Redskins, is now... Uh, going to contemplate a name change. Yeah. This came after uh, FedEx, which owns the naming rights, and one of the owners of FedEx is also a minority owner of the Redskins, uh, sent a letter along with, I think, um, some investment firms also lobbied for uh, a name change. The Cleveland Indians are now considering it. Yeah. Um, you know, both of those franchises, we've been talking about this for how how long now? Well, the Cleveland Indians... Seem to be more about the mascot than the name itself. Yeah, but but when I remember when they changed the mascot, the Smile and Joe mascot. Yeah, Chief Wahoo or right. something like that. It was, was uh, a lot of people said, yeah, that's nice, but what about the name? So, I, you know, I think that they both, you know. But, but nobody's going after the Atlanta Braves or the yet. Golden State Warriors. Well, okay. I mean there it depends i guess it depends on what your perception is of what the name represents true um you know i don't and and this is the one and look if they change it they change it i it's not my team um i don't own it i'm not an nfl owner whatever they decide to do they're going to decide to do and it's not going to change my life in any way shape or form but what I think is interesting is that I don't think at the time that they were named or the Cleveland Indians were named, I don't think anybody who owns anything that is going to have some level of significance is going to name their team something that they believe is going to be degradatory or is going to command backlash. And no. especially at the time... When you're looking at when the when the Washington Redskins and the Cleveland Indians came into into existence, nobody was looking at it in the in the regard that it was a some type of a of of a smear. No, it was it was for lack of a better term, it was to embody a fighting spirit. Yes, um, you know a lot of a lot of the mascots have that fighting spirit. That's you know. Whether it's an animal or a person or, you know, whatever it is, I, I think that you know, I think that that was the case. But one of my favorite questions to ask is why now? You know, why after how long has certainly the Redskins name been on the table for discussion, and I, you know, the Indians and 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 many others? Why now? Because of what? You know the whole BLM well, movement it's been turned up to eleven. It has been and so. So that's so that's the reason to examine it. You know, we saw Christopher Columbus statue get taken down in Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, uh, we've seen Columbus statues taken down. We've seen statues of our forefathers in this country vandalized. This this is not about George Floyd anymore. 
Oh, no. This has not no, no, been no, about no. George Floyd for no. a while. In it's fact, escalated to pretty much anything oppressive. Well, not even oppressive. It's it's to me it's it's gone to anything particularly when you look at what's been targeted over this past weekend. I mean Mount Rushmore for God's sake. Um you're looking at anything that is associated with the founding of America. The beginning of America. Yeah. And so I guess you know if if if, if this movement is supposed to be about what it claims it's supposed to be about, um, I I haven't seen a protest planned yet in Seattle uh, for Horace Lorenzo Anderson Jr. Uh, if that name doesn't ring a bell, uh, that was the 19-year-old black teenager that was shot at CHOP and killed. Yeah. Um, so... I don't. I'm not not seeing any planned protests to honor his. I life. don't believe Al Sharpton's been notified yet. Well, I was thinking. I mean, you know, the, the name Sincere Gaston is probably not ringing any bells either. Uh, he was the 20 month black child that took a bullet to his chest in Chicago two weeks ago. Uh, we haven't heard about any large funeral arrangements, nor is do we know if Al Sharpton will be delivering the eulogy. Um, well, look, the, you know, the, but, people have been ignoring what's been going on in Chicago forever. So I, why, you know, why well, start now? But here's but, the thing. In in all the stories that I've read over the last couple of weekends in Chicago, where it's gotten progressively worse, mm-hmm. um, you know, you've got some community leaders that are speaking out. Community leaders. Yeah. You know, very local. Very, very People very that condensed. are there and kind people of probably there, know the people, situation. Right, there, yeah. But, but nobody's painting a black lives matter mural on the street um we're not we're not hearing about any planned protests to stop uh the senseless loss of young black lives that haven't even had a chance in chicago um four more young black children killed over the weekend one in atlanta eight-year-old girl i believe um you haven't heard any BLM organized calls for for protest there, um, you know. And the other thing too, we don't really hear a whole heck of a lot. We we hear a lot about the discussion about uh, slavery in the United States that 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 was gone in 1865. But you know, there's ten countries in Africa that still to this day use slavery. But. I don't hear any calls for the outcry or the outlawing of slavery in those in those countries or in China or in India or in Russia where slavery is still going today. I don't I don't hear the calls for it. So I guess I guess my question is if you know for the last few weeks it's been a lot of it's been a lot of run and it seems to kind of be moving in another direction or fading a little bit. And so I guess my question is, if you want um, more people to embrace what you're doing, then really have all Black Lives Matter, not just ones that happen to be victims of police officers. Because there's a lot of black lives that have been taken since George Floyd's through senseless violence in situations that could have been stopped if there was more involvement outside of making a political point and really trying to make a community better.
509-547-1610 is the number. 509-547-1610. We'll take a time out, give you a chance to get on board with us. This is the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. The bottom line, the only place that cares what you think. Call in now, 509-547-1610. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. 547 509-547-1610. If you'd like to join the conversation, you can also email the program, too, by going to our website, 610kona.com. Go to the bottom line page. Send us your question or your comment. Uh, kind of digesting the uh, the long weekend, lots of stuff uh, happening, of course. Of course, it seems like a lot of stuff happens on a daily basis anymore. It's just like everything is seems to be on steroids. Um, you talked about in the last segment, Rob, some of the monuments that came down. And, you know, again, the timing of it all is interesting to me. I still I still hold on to the notion that um, everything is being ramped up because we are in a presidential election cycle um, and not that these individual matters aren't good topics of discussion and and maybe even some reforms should happen. Uh, but everything, again, is on steroids taken to level 11 <laughs> uh, because we're in a presidential election. The One of my favorites, and I'm using air quotes here, one of my favorite uh, stories from over the weekend was uh, uh, the toppled statue of one Frederick Douglass. Mm-hmm. In New York. Just happens to be an African-American uh, patriot, pioneer. Free man. Huh? Free man in the time free, of slavery. Free man. Um you know, and there was a reason why they put up a statue of Fred, Frederick Douglass. It was taken down on the anniversary of one of his famous speeches being done. So you just you, you shake your head sometimes. Maybe maybe I don't get it. Maybe I'm just maybe I'm just a dumb white guy and I just don't get it. Five four seven one six ten. What's uh, on your mind today? Hey, this is Earl from Kennewick. Hi, Earl. You were recently uh, just talking about some of these sports teams having to change, potentially having to change names. And I know the, uh, you know, the Pac-12 took a big move last uh, week or two when uh, the Civil War is no longer going to be called that for the rivalry between OSU and University of Oregon. Mm-hmm. But I understand that uh, they're going even further north and they're considering uh, the Cougar name offensive to elder women, particularly when it's named Butch. Wow. Appreciate the call, I think. 547-1610. 509-547-1610. Didn't yeah. get that one until till till the end. No, I, nice, yeah. Uh, yeah. Good weave. Good weave. That was that was that was a good effort, yes. And you know what, we need to laugh sometimes. Well, of course. I mean, not a, we everything right now is is extremely serious, extremely polarizing. Yep. Um and we we have um, we have done a very good job of allowing small sections of our society to 
impact how we think and how we feel. And that includes making everything so serious. Um, And I think that's leading into part of all this stuff that we're dealing with. Mm -hmm. You know, it it hasn't been a happy five months for a lot of people. Um, But the one thing that to me I think is incredibly important is that you try to maintain some aspect of uh, the ability to laugh, some type of sense of humor, um, you know, something hard, to be able though. to look. It is. I'm not going to say it's not. It's I mean, hard it's, because it, 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 it's it's not easy to do. Well, well, think about it. If you know, just go back even just a couple of years. I mean, it seems like forever ago, but a couple of years ago, there there was a massive push that. Everyone and everything was offensive. Every Everywhere you look, that term was being used. I am offended by blank. I'm offended by somebody's opinion. I'm offended by this advertisement. I'm offended by this name. I'm offended. So that has morphed into I am a victim of these circumstances setting the table for where we are today. But it's become an interesting dynamic because more often than not, when you when you have something that is portraying that, it doesn't come around the other side and say, and if you don't agree with me, you're a racist. Or if you don't agree with me, you're the problem. And what has happened is, look, I I think a larger portion of our society um, is being dictated to and being told that if they don't feel this way, then there's then they're the problem. There's something wrong with them, that this this smaller group than what I believe actually exists has curried favor with some large voices and it amplifies and makes it seem like there are all of these people that are willing to boycott this and boycott that and not do this and not do that. I mean, if I see one more boycott thing trend on social media, if that really worked, there'd be a heck of a lot of businesses that have been out of business a long time ago. Bingo. But it's but it's it's about trying to apply this public pressure. And... You know, for example, you have Nike, okay? Nike, which is the ultimate hypocrite in all of this. yeah. Nike is the most significant hypocrite as far as the business goes on the face of this planet. They pulled all the Washington Redskins gear out of their store. But that's okay because Chinese children can make their products at a significant discount, and then they can sell it for a massive markup. But, hey, you know what? It's all about a name, right? It's not about what you do. It's not about your actions. It's not about the fact that eight-year-old Chinese kids are sewing your sneakers. No, it's about the Redskins name. That's what it's about. So we're not going to sell any of that because we're on a higher moral platitude. That's right. Yeah. How many businesses have done this? Well, you could argue the ones that stick around a long time, the ones that placate to their 
customers. You kind of go with the wind. Um, you know, you plant your flag down somewhere, you're going to lose business. If you can move with the wind like Nike does, you're more apt to to be successful in business. But I digress. The, but, but the, the, here's, here's the thing, though. I was thinking about this over the weekend. And to me, it comes down to a fairly simple thing. It, it, this has been around since there were first humans on this planet. There are some people who look at things analytically. There are other people who are driven more by emotion. Finding the balance between the two is very difficult. Some people can do it. Many others strive for it. But it's the reason why, how many times during this show, whether it's you and me, whether it's one of our callers, in not understanding the protesters, whether it's BLM protesters or whatever, not understanding the protesters. Because many of the protesters, not all, but many, are fueled by emotion. While people are, other people who don't understand that way of thinking are looking at things logically. Those two sides are not going to see things the same way. The difference is, it wasn't that long ago where people, again, agreed to disagree, where people sat down face-to-face and had meaningful conversations, and yeah, maybe they walked, got up afterwards and said, you know what, I still think that person's crazy. But at least you made an effort. Today, the issue is one side is screaming bloody murder. I'm not saying that they shouldn't or they don't have the right to. I'm just saying one side is screaming bloody murder, while the other side is saying, well, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't, you know, why do you think that way? And and this doesn't make any sense. And you aren't consistent in, in, your, in your actions and your words. And you're looking at it analytically. And the other side is saying, well, you just don't get it. I was, I was told recently that I don't get it. Now, is it because I'm white? Sure, sure, certainly isn't because I came from a place of privilege. I'll tell you that right now. Is it because I'm white or is it because I look at things analytically? 547 It's more about being told you don't get it to try and shame you because you don't agree and that's part of that problem that's part of the issue that exists is that it's not about a rational discussion it's not about being able to agree to disagree Um, it's not about anything other than you don't agree so obviously you are the problem you don't get it because you aren't willing to believe Exactly this way. You aren't willing to admit that it's your fault, even though you had nothing to do with it. You're up on the bottom line. News Radio 610 KONA. What's your name? Where are you calling from? 
This is Wes. What do you do about the uh, well-pinnant redskins up on the uh, Indian Reservation up between up near Keller? You know, I mean, it's it's a Native American. It's all Native American, and when they play other teams, they're the well-pinnant redskins. That would be up to them. That would be yeah, their decision as to what, what they would want to do in that regard. And I, I get your point. I hear it loud and clear, and there have been, um, you know, it's not a clear-cut issue by any stretch of the imagination. But again, what you have is what you what you see in many situations like this, where you have a much smaller group of people claiming they represent a much larger group of people. Well, okay, let's I appreciate the call. Maybe a better example isn't isn't a high school but if we're going from the pro ranks it was pretty recent it was only like the last year or two i think um where uh the university of north dakota went they through were this. forced to yes the fighting sioux they were forced to that's right but but that controversy the florida state seminoles were not forced that's to. right that's yes. right so I think maybe a college example well, might be better than a high school example. A better example would be St. John's. Okay. Back in the, I think it was the late 80s, mm -hmm. early 90s. I think it was the late 80s. St. John's used to be known as the Red Men. Mm -hmm. uh, their glory days with Lou Carnesecca as the yep. head coach and Chris Mullen at, uh, at forward. Um they were known as the St. John's Red Men in their great battles with Georgetown. And then somewhere in the late 80s, early 90s, they changed their name to the Red Storm. Yes. Because of the cultural sensitivity. That's right. They didn't get a whole ton of complaints. They just decided at that point that they, you know, they probably had a few people reach out. And then they just decided, yeah, okay, yeah, we'll change it. But it was before it became... Fashionable. Yeah. Five four seven one six ten five oh nine five four seven one six ten. Email us by going to the website six ten KONA dot com. Go to the bottom line page. Send us your question or comment. And get in by phone. Give us your bottom line through email. Send your thoughts from the bottom lines page at 610kona.com. Back to the bottom line with Rob and Ed, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser on News Radio 610kona. Back at the bottom line, News Radio 610kona. Final few minutes here in hour number one. Contact the guys over at RoofMax. You think you need a new roof? Let them take a look at it first. They'll give you a free quote, a free estimate, and you may be able to get another 5, 10, or 15 years out of the life of your existing roof thanks to the state-of-the-art application that RoofMax uses developed at Patel Laboratories and at Ohio State University. Locally owned, locally operated. Contact RoofMax today to extend the life of your current roof. You're up on the bottom line. News Radio 610 K1A. Your name, where are you calling from? What's on your mind? Oh, I just had a thought earlier that sprung into my head that I thought was kind of funny. Um, earlier I was thinking, I was like, you know, I think that white supremacy and the racial tension that we're dealing with right now, it's obvious we clearly don't have a white supremacy problem. Otherwise, the Democrats would be pandering to their vote. <laughs> you know, that is an interesting thought. You're up on the bottom line. News Radio 610 KONA. Your name, where are you calling from? 
Yeah, this is Jeffrey in Pasco. You put on your mind, Jeffrey. Okay. Um, there was an article that came out of my news feed from, uh, I live in Pasco, obviously, and uh, Mayor Martinez put through a thing about uh, deeming uh, in certain zones all uh, restaurants in Pasco as sidewalk cafes, and which would mean more of a broad sweep of people moving their tables and things out into the parking lots and cording out parking lots so that they could have more seating available. I was wondering what you know about this, and if you guys could talk about it and maybe get the mayor on the next couple of days to explain how that motion works. Well, we'll try and give you as much information as we have on it right now, Jeffrey. Part of the movement into this modified phase one is that outdoor restaurants do have the ability, uh, if they meet, if they they apply for the you know the the proper permitting to expand their outdoor seating i believe up to 50% um of what it currently is yeah i believe so and so in order to accomplish that mayor martinez announced last week that he was going to sign an order um that would allow businesses to put up um Temporary fencing, but not like the orange. You know, it has to be sturdy fencing that would give them the ability. They could take some parking spots, but not handicap spaces in order to do that. And if my understanding is correctly, it's going to be voted on at city council meeting tonight. Yeah, I believe so. But it is it is an effort to try to open up some of the uh, outdoor dining under modified phase one. Uh, we got an email from George in Richland. George writes, is it time to ban personal fireworks? Our neighborhood was a war zone. Is it all about the revenue or is there any common sense anymore? Well, George, no, yes and no. Thank you for the email. <laughs> Well, I guess you know, in a time that you you need some sales tax revenue, what 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 better way to what better way to go than some fireworks? But uh, it, it, no, I think it was more. I don't so, mean to blow George off, but no. But you know, is it time to ban uh, personal well, fireworks? I, I mean, again, I, why now? Yeah, I mean, I, at this point in time, you had more of them because there wasn't anywhere to go. You couldn't sit right. out on your back porch and if you had a good river seat and catch uh, catch anything going over the Columbia. That's right. You know, there were no fireworks at Giza Stadium. Is there it about the revenue? Absolutely, it's about the revenue. Sure. And is there any common sense anymore? I think the answer is clearly no. Year in and year out, you would have some, but the extent that there was this year was because there were no there were no sponsored or city led fireworks displays um, going on. It's just because of COVID, you couldn't do it. So you had significantly more yeah. personal fireworks yeah. being being dropped. Well, and so. you know, look and. For, for some of the, the segments of the population, they felt a little extra patriotic this year because of what's going on in this country. Um, I get it. You know, I, I wouldn't call my neighborhood a war zone. Um, there were there were fireworks going off until late, which I didn't really appreciate. But I get it. You know, I get it. Hour number one. About to be put in the books. Hour number two, straight ahead. And coming up, Rob, we've got a special in-studio guest. Yes, uh, current Franklin County Auditor and candidate for Franklin County Commissioner Matt Beaton will join us in studio. We'll talk a little bit about uh, what's going on right now as far as the COVID-19 situation as we've just moved into 
uh, phase one, and we'll also discuss with Mr. Beaton uh, his run for commissioner. Back with more of the bottom line after this.